What's up, everybody? Welcome to Progressive Talk Live, Religious Bullshit Wednesdays. For those of you who are not in the loop, we do a Religious Bullshit Wednesday show now, where I do about an hour or two of Religious Bullshit every Wednesday, thanks to the generous people that are donating on my Patreon. I'm going to do that as long as you're able to. And uh, got a decent show for you guys tonight. Going to do a short show. Not a whole lot of shit's been happening, to be honest with you. But we got a little bit of stuff to cover. Going to cover all this stuff. Going to read the crazy Christian letter the dad sent to the guy who stole his daughter's virginity. It's pretty hilarious. It's hard to believe it's real. But it is, apparently. So we're going to take a look at that. Uh, some other stuff. How are you guys doing? I had kind of a bad day today. I'm kind of, like, tired, to be honest with you. I had, like, an adrenaline dump. You know what happens when you have an adrenaline dump? Like... Something bad happens and the crazy happens and then like adrenaline flows to your body and you're like all hyped up for a little while and then uh, eventually you kind of like settle down and you crash after the adrenaline dump. So here's what happened. I go to Walmart, buy some dog food as I want to do and I get back and I notice there's something on my door. So like I bring the dog food in and I go to my front door. And I'm like, it's probably, I don't know what it is. It's probably just some spam or somebody, some Christian bullshit or whatever. So uh, I go... To my door, and I look, and here it is. It says, served at the top. Served. Let me read this to you. Tell me if this wouldn't get your fucking heart going. They basically sold my house to somebody else out from under me. Please take notice that the above-described property that is assessed to you or supposed to be owned by you was on the 27th day of August 2018 sold to Woodmark Investment LLC for the tax year 2017. And the title to said land will become absolute in Warwick Investment LLC unless redemption from said land sale be made on or before 5 p.m. on the 27th day of August 2020. Woo! Talking about mini heart attack. I'm like, what the? F they sold my house to somebody else without telling me? How the fuck is this possible? Can this be legal? Can this fucking be legal? I was like, oh my God. So immediately I uh, throw my shoes back. I don't have shoes. I, only, I don't own a pair of shoes. I only own flip flops. I threw my flip flops back on. And I rushed down to the candy courthouse to see what the fuck is going on. And apparently, I had no idea, folks. But apparently, there's two different types of property taxes. There's city property taxes and there's county property taxes. And they're in two separate buildings. And so every year, I was going to pay my city, city property taxes. I had no idea the county property taxes even a fucking thing. So apparently, I didn't pay my, my uh, county property taxes for three fucking years. And they, without letting me know... They sold my house out from under me, I guess, or some bullshit to a uh, investment company. And supposedly they did it in 2018. And this is the first time I'm hearing about it today. Um, when I moved in here, there was no mailbox. And so I just, mail, mail to me is almost like an outdated concept. Like I do everything online now. So I never even put up a mailbox. I still haven't been here for three or four years. I haven't put up a mailbox yet. So they don't like deliver mail to my house because like, I don't give a shit about that. So I get no notices whatsoever. So anyway, I went up there and they basically said that if you go ahead and you pay everything you owe right now, you can keep your house. And I owed like $3,000 in back taxes. So I had to go uh, get my nest egg out of the bank pretty much cashed out everything I had saved for a rainy day. But, you know, it's raining, so I'm glad I had that at least. And uh, they charged me like $700 in penalties for shit I didn't fucking know about. Sucks, goddammit. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why that fucking happened. But so then I got an adrenaline dump, so I'm a little bit tired today. But I'm going to try to pull through, put on a good show for you guys. So, start by talking about the uh, Patreon if you want to help. I can definitely use it right now. Just destroyed my fucking nest egg. So, uh, patreon.com for slash podcast. A dollar or two 
five dollars. What if you can afford? Most of the money goes to help my animals. We have an animal sanctuary here. You guys know about that. So uh, if you can help, please consider supporting the show. We don't make any money off the ads. I've been pretty much uh, shadow banned from being monetized for the last five years. So I'm having to move to user supporting on Patreon. And also, of course, Super Chats. Slide below the show, Super Chats. No questions dodged. I answer all the questions. I read everything you guys say. So if you want to moralize yourself in my videos with the Super Chats, Please be sure to do so. And Aspatch, hero to the show. Hey, Dusty, shut up and take my money. I will, and Aspatch. Actually, just kidding. Don't shut up. Keep speaking out. Sorry, Miss Monday Show. No forgiveness. But here's extra to make up for it. Give the fur babies a hug for me. I will. We're doing better. Starting to get a hold slightly on the flea problem. We're still in war. War never changes. Never going to. But we're getting a slight better hold on it. So I appreciate that. Uh, love you, and Aspatch. Thanks for supporting the show. Gordon Irvin. Hey, Dusty. Hey, Gordon. How much do I need to Super Chat or donate for you to do a whole episode on Copeland, Ken, Dollar, Murdoch, and the other Seed Faith Frauds? Uh, $200. I don't know. I'd have to look and see if I have enough content for those people. I'm pretty sure I could find some, though, I guess. I could play all their crazy shit. We're going to talk Ken and Copeland a little bit today. Um, and some Pat Robertson. So thank you for that, Gordon. P.S. Your recent shows have been incredible. Hey, thanks. I appreciate that. I put a lot of work into the show. I'm working hard to try to put out good content for you guys. Like, I'm definitely working harder now than I ever worked on my channel before. Like, I just half-assed it. Like, I used to work, like, maybe 30 minutes a week on the show for years and years. I just kind of did it in my spare time. That's when I was really popular. And uh, now I work really hard. I'm not popular anymore. So, what the fuck? Almost like how much hard you work doesn't matter. But it's all good. Appreciate that. Cult does say, do you even garden? Nah, I don't garden. They sell food at the store. Too fucking lazy for that. Cult of Dusty, I will work on this for you. Get the word out a bit further. Okay, I appreciate that, Victoria. You're amazing. Thank you for all the help. I wish I was as cool as Dusty. I'm not cool. I'm a fucking dork. If you knew me in real life, you'd be like, God. <laughs> uh, you're cringe, dude. Thumbs up, y'all. Everybody thumbs up the video. Help us out. Make sure you leave comments and share the video and all that good shit. You know how it works, right? Um, please don't have Amazon purchase on the way. Don't do it after. Morning, comrades. Hope you're doing well this evening, sir. I cannot complain. I guess I could. They sold my house off my army. That's not great. But other than that, I guess I'm fine. I won't complain. But at least I have a house. Graphics! I got layoff, so no money donates today for a while. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Hope everything turns around for you. Uh, Mr. Floof would know what to do. Yeah, Mr. Floof would know I gotta bring him back. I gotta, like, plan to have him in here, though, because we have cats, and I have to, like, get him prepared and stuff. Get him in here for a couple hours ahead of time to get him used to being in here before I put him on live. So I'll work on doing that. Uh, get an agent. Does YouTube has agents? I'm not popular enough for an agent. So what you gonna do? I don't. I don't even know if I want to be that popular. So, uh, any religious movie for you? Not today. We're gonna do a short hour show today. We're already ten minutes into it, so we're gonna go ahead and start the show and uh, see what happens. Yeah, that's a bad day. Yep, my property taxes are purely state taxes. Well, that's cool. Sounds like they sold the mortgage to another lending company. They basically sold the, the tax debt to an investment company. And then I guess if you don't pay those taxes really quick, they take your house. So I did a pre-show already. I did 10 minutes of the pre-show already. You missed it. Not my fault. I do a pre-show before I do the real show to get everything set up uh, about 10 minutes ahead of time on both Twitch and uh, Facebook. For those of you who want to check out the pre-show in the future. Dusty, what bothers you more? Never Biden or All Lives Matter? Oh, God. I don't know. They're both pretty bad to me. Both irritating. 
Who's Mr. Floof? Mr. Floof's my white dog. He's cute as shit. All right, let's do this. Let's jump in the show. All right, so we're going to start off with this. Now, folks, I know this is hard to believe, but uh, Hibbit Meta, who's a stand-up guy, he's the guy that runs the Friendly Atheist blog, uh, who I steal all his content from to do these Wednesday shows. If he says that he checked this out and it's real, it's real. He said he talked to this guy who got this letter, and he verified this is real, so I believe Hibbit Meta, even though it's very hard to believe. It's Christians, so it's really not that hard to believe. So anyway, this Christian dad sent a letter to a boy who stole his daughter's virginity. You stole it! You stole her virginity! That's the way it works, so I'm going to read you this fucking letter. More than a decade ago, two high school students ended their relationship. Breakups are always tough. They're especially heartbreaking when it's your first love. But that situation happens all the time. Hopefully, you learn something from the experience and carry that with you into your future relationships. Last week, however, the past came back to haunt the boy, even though he's been married to someone else for the past seven years. Holy shit. According to Twitter username Isaac, that boy, a friend of his, received a letter from his ex-girlfriend's father, and it's a doozy. One of my best and oldest friends broke up with his high school girlfriend over a decade ago. Today, his wife of seven years found this absolute ornament in their mailbox. Just stop what you're doing and read. So... I'm going to read it to you, but here's just a proof that this is actually a real thing. 57,000 likes! And uh, Emmett Meta has transcribed the entire thing for me. That's going to make it easier for me to read to you guys. So wait, you guys hear this shit. You ready for this? Prepare yourselves. All right. It has been nearly 10 years since I learned that you stole my daughter's virginity. Initially, it was my intention to forgive you. But after I confronted you about it and you expressed repentance, I later learned that you have since gone and done the same to others. This guy gets around. Moreover, you have regarded the matter more like winning a game than the despicable deed it was. So I have decided to irrevocably retract any offer of forgiveness. You know, just like Jesus told you to do. Yeah, you can just retract your forgiveness. You don't have to forgive. You can refuse to forgive forever. That's really the essence of being a good Christian, is it not? In the interim, I have thought, prayed, and studied the scripture, not very hard, seeking for an appropriate response. At the time, I was a man of modest means, and you deliberately took from me my most precious treasure. Oh, my God. He thinks his daughter is his property. I mean, that is biblical. I mean, the Bible does teach you that the daughter, it belongs to the father, right? And she's to be, like, sold, right? Um... A treasure I invested my heart and soul in every available resource in creating. Oh my good goddamn. For a brief pleasure, you forever took from me the sublime joy of giving my pure virgin daughter away in marriage to her chosen husband. Doesn't your daughter have a choice in this? Doesn't she have the right to sleep with anybody she wants to? She doesn't have to wait till marriage. You don't own your daughter's body, dude. What the fuck? Moreover, you broke trust with me and God. For you promised me as a Christian brother to diligently guard against this very act. No, he didn't. This dude never told you he wasn't going to fuck your daughter. I'm pretty sure. Okay? And, and if he did, that's on you for believing it. Seriously. You knew he was going to fuck your daughter. Get the fuck out of my face. This bullshit. Since you have not raised a daughter, you cannot imagine the emotions and feelings that I have endured without relief since then. This dude needs to fucking get a hobby, dude. Like, you're too wrapped up in your fucking daughter's vagina. It's unhealthy. A little bit, I think this guy wants to fuck his daughter. He's jealous because he didn't get a chance to fuck his daughter. Just saying. 
little Trump in that dude, just saying. However, I will tell you that my wrath against you is so great that to kill you by prolonged and extreme torture, followed by the thorough desecration and destruction of your course, would not be enough to extinguish my anger. Good God, this is guy's a psycho. Holy shit, isn't Jesus supposed to make you, like, calm and, you know, make you more forgiving and relaxed? I don't know. However, I am restrained from doing violence against you by the sole fact that I have given my heart to our Savior, Jesus Christ. This is going to be working very well. You still seem to be very angry, and you still seem to be fantasizing about torture and murder. So you might want to give your heart a little harder. And doing... Willful harm to a fellow Christian is an impossibility, but he, you're about to wish harm on the guy. That willful harm on the guy, you hypocrite. Moreover, I cannot hate a person enough to desire that they should suffer eternal torment in hell. So I have sought for a resolution somewhere in between these extremes. Like, folks, if you think this is nuts already, it's about to get bananas, folks. It's about to go to another whole level. After years of searching, long nights spent. In examining possible courses of action, I have settled on a form of restitution that fits the principles God ordained in the revelation of his scripture. It is derived from the following points. We're about to get biblical in your ass. He's about to explain from a biblical standpoint what he is about to say is not crazy. Spoiler alert, it's fucking crazy. When Jacob sought to marry Rachel, the daughter of Laban, they agreed that Jacob would first serve Laban for seven full years, tending his herds flocks and tribes. Therefore, if we had mutually agreed that you could marry my daughter, the equivalent of seven years of your full-time service would have been responsible bride. Pro what the fuck are you talking about? This is the modern era. Dudes don't have to be your slave for seven years to marry your daughter. What the heck? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. Jacob loved Rachel. Yeah, fuck Leah. Get those weak ass eyes. And he shout and he said, I will serve you seven years for your daughter Rachel, Laban said. It is better that I give her to you than I should give her to any other man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of love he had for her. Yeah, we loved her so much. Being a slave for seven years was fine. Isn't this a movie? Seven years a slave? I don't know, something like that. However, we had no agreement. Yeah, you fucking daughter fucker. And you took my daughter's virginity through deception and seduction. Yeah, you seduced her. I'm pretty sure it wasn't hard. Women want it just as much as dudes do. Women's horny too, yo. And your daughter to blame. Does she have agency at all? Therefore, it was stolen. And you're a thief and a liar. The scriptures state that when a thief is discovered, he must repay sevenfold what was stolen even to all that he has. In fact, if a thief does not have the means to make full restitutions, they may be sold into slavery as well. Yeah, your Bible seems like shit, dude. Like, what the fuck? Therefore, the restitution is seven times seven years, or 49 years of the prime years of your life. For you have no material possessions, nor is there any amount of labor or money I would accept as restitution. 
So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. None who touches her will go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when he is hungry. But if he is caught, he will pay sevenfold. He will give all the goods of his house. Proverbs 6, 29-31. And then, if you walk contrary to me and will not listen to me, I will continue striking you sevenfold your sins. Holy shit, this is awful. Number three. Moreover, the law of Moses states... And a father may refuse marriage to his daughter to a man who seduces her, but still require the bride price. Well, that sucks. So I got to pay to marry your daughter, but I don't get to marry her? Bogus. Number four. When the Canaanite Sheshem raped Dina, the daughter of Israel, Sheshem offered restitution, saying, Ask me for as great a bride price as gift as you will, and I will give whatever you say to me. Only give me the young woman to be my wife. That's amazing, isn't it? The Bible's just so wholesome, isn't it? I raped your daughter, but it's okay. I'm going to give you money, and then she has to marry me, right? She's your property. You can make her. Hey, I raped her for a reason. I want to keep raping her forever. Give me your daughter. Beautiful scripture. Everybody should follow this. So I had decided to petition the courts of heaven. Does that exist? To take from you and give to me that which is your dearest possession, your youth and all the good that goes with it. Glasses taken off. What the fuck? Apparently he wanted to do some like Benjamin Button shit and steal the guy's youth for himself. Specifically, I demand divine restitution that will age you and rejuvenate me 49 years. Therefore, if from this day you discover that you have aged significantly or are aging rapidly, know that it is not a medical condition. It is the judgment of God. This guy thinks he's got supernatural powers and can curse people. It's like that movie Thinner. You seen that movie Thinner? Where, uh, spoiler alert, the dude runs over uh, the witch doctor woman's uh, son or some shit, and she's like, Thinner! Thinner! And the guy just loses weight until he dies. That's like a Stephen King book this guy's been reading too much Stephen King nor will I relent and give it back to you under any circumstance like you like you could for nothing you can do could restore my daughter's virginity and our family's honor you have also stained your family's honor but that is another matter you must face with them moreover you did this detestable deed under the guise of professing the Christian faith therefore you have offended Christ Grieve the Holy Spirit and tarnish the reputation of all true Christians. If you will make an appeal, make it to them and see how they answer you. Even my divine petition is not accepted, or even if my divine petition is not accepted, and you do not age, know that you are still in the wrong and are separated from God until you reconcile with me. That's right. God despises you until you make amends with me somehow. Give me my daughter's virginity back. Maybe I could take your anal virginity and we'll just call it even. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, dude. Think about, think about it. I'm not saying we have to do it. I'm saying you should think about it. Lastly, I will add that you have committed the act of fornication. Oh, no, not fornication. Hell no, he didn't. This is specifically forbidden to Christians. Grieves the Holy Spirit and condemns the perpetrator to an eternal torment in hell. I have actually seen hell firsthand. Uh, have you? And assure you that it is very real and terrible beyond description. Mm -hmm. With this restitution, your debt to me will be paid. Yeah, all you gotta do is give me 49 years of your life and die an early, miserable death. And then you're forgiven for taking my daughter's virginity. That's all you have to do, dude. That's it. 
I do not know how many other parents you have similarly swindled and robbed, but that is also another matter and how you reconcile with them and your concern. However, you must still repent and ask God for his forgiveness to have any hope of salvation. I do not expect he is pleased with you. Sincerely, name redacted. Like, holy goddamn shit, man. This guy is a fucking psycho. Literally sitting around thinking about constantly his daughter getting fucked. And he ain't happy with it. That was my property. I can't believe you broke my daughter's hymen. I was saving that for somebody else. That was special. So anyway, crazy shit. As always, hard to tell if this shit's real or not because, like, Christians are indistinguishable from parody at this point. But uh, apparently, that's what Hemet Meta said. It's real. Laugh all you want, but somewhere out there is a father who's obsessed with his daughter virginity. Uh, he said he talked to the guy, and uh, the guy proved that it's true. So, crazy-ass shit. Shocker, the dude has not aged at all. Not a fucking single speck. So, I guess this guy doesn't have super special Jesus magical powers to curse people with. Oh, well, better luck next time with your next daughter. Maybe put like a chastity belt on her or something. Get the key around your neck. That way you can make sure it's safe from dick. So what you guys think about that? Let me stop and read the chats again, because that's so fucking crazy. I got to see what you guys are saying. I wouldn't be surprised this guy's abusive. wouldn't be surprised at all. That's some crazy ass shit. Uh, you can't multiply properly without fornication. I know, right? Carry the one. Uh, he has to give up the booty seven times. I know, right? That's my daddy always told me. Remember, I told my dad one time, I was like uh, 14. I told him that some girl would have sex with me, and I turned her down, and he was like, well, you're never going to catch up. That's how it works. Once you turn on your first piece of ass, you never catch up. That's not great advice, Dad. That was not great advice, but that's my dad for you. Virginity and purity culture don't even work. I know, right? He's lucky she didn't get pregnant. I would kill for a letter like this. I would frame it, I know, right? The badge of honor. Cal uh, said he's probably going to vote for Biden now. Yeah, we're not going to talk about politics tonight, but it looks like weasel ass Kyle Kalinske. Maybe I'll stop calling him a weasel. If he quits being a crypto mega, I will stop calling him a weasel. Maybe he'll get on, on the fucking right train this time. Uh, but we'll talk about that Friday. This dad has a humiliation fetish. Only someone like that would write this. Definitely got some goddamn issues. More issues than Playboy. All teenagers give it up pretty easy. We are all horny. Yeah, adults too. That's uh, my observation. Did the daughter get pregnant or something? Nope. Don't think so. Love you, Dusty, but your reading triggers me. Why? My reading's amazing. I read good now that I got my glasses on. I can actually see what the fuck I'm reading. It's amazing to be able to see. It's like a superpower. Being blind and able to see. Like, hell yeah. Did I just see Miss Diva? No, Miss Diva's still missing. She never came back, unfortunately. You saw, I think that was uh, Katana. Either Katana or uh, maybe Flake Katana, little baby Yoda. But uh, which commandment did he break? All of them. Don't break my heart, my icky, bricky heart. I've read these letters and I always thought they were fake. I never thought it would happen to me, but <laughs> it's like a penthouse form beginning. I get the joke. Um, wait, he actually spoke to him? Apparently they, oh yeah, yeah. Emmett Meadows said he messaged the guy to verify it was real. Emmett Meadows is like a good reporter. He like checks shit out. He's a lot better than I am. Hey. Back in the day, two men in white coats would collect this guy and throw him in a rubber truck and take him to the asylum. I mean, back in the day, they would probably be Christians too and believe he has the supernatural power. So, daughter had an abortion. Wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Read the super chat. Super chat, 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 chat. Boom. For the current taxes, I appreciate it. Thank you, Corey Davis. I can definitely use it. I'm broke as a joke now. They took all my money. 
Corey Davis, two dollars. You should clip out the movie review. It's like forty minutes, though. That seems like a long video for a movie review. I don't know, maybe. Appreciate that. Cryptos Rock is a DJ too. Two seventy nine crossover with Tom Green's new podcast. All right, Tom Green got a new podcast. Let's check that out. Lee Spano, two dollars. My daughter was there on the phone. Missed the pre-show. Well, it's cool. You caught the real thing. The pre-show is sort of boring. It's just me talking to the chatters a little bit. And I'm getting myself psyched up for the show. So at least you're here for this one. Beast Age doesn't mind. $5. I was stocking the pets department at Walmart the other night. Saw some flea meds and thought of you. Get this money. Your life matters. That's it. Love you, buddy. I love you. Appreciate that. Definitely spending a lot of money on flea medication. We're doing the best we can. Uh, Rattle Trap, 1000 gave me $30. That's very generous. For the kiddies, loving Religious Wednesdays. I appreciate that. As long as you guys keep supporting the show, I'll keep doing it. And hey, got a big donation. Paradise Prime, hero of the show tonight. Paradise Prime, current heavyweight champion of the Super Jets. Here, babe, treat yourself to something good. I will. I'll treat myself to some more flea medication. That's about all I ever buy. I don't usually really buy stuff for myself too much. Um, we did just buy an air conditioner for the dog room. So that's good. It'll be a lot, lot cooler. So appreciate that. You guys are the heroes of the show, and that's very generous. Thank you very much, Paradise Prime. And uh, Ariel Fernandez, I'll read yours when I come back, when it pops up. Because the thing is stupid, it's stupid. What's this chat room have to say? Give Kitty a reason to come home. My Kitty loves this treat so much. We're putting out tuna and shit for it. Giving her all the excuses she needs. Must have been spooky scare a hell of a dream. Yep. Uh, wait, how is he seeing hell firsthand? He's just a psychopath. That's what it's all about. Okay. Let me continue on with the show. Since we're 25 minutes into it. All right, next up. You know it's bad, folks, when Pat Robertson starts speaking out against you. He finally speaking out against Trump, telling Trump Trump ain't cool. So you guys know what happened. Trump did this photo op where he uh, took, I guess, the National Guard or whatever, the police or whatever it was and shot pepper bullets at peaceful protesters. And they actually chased off the preachers and the priests that were at this uh, church that he wanted to take the photo op in front of. They used pepper bullets on fucking preachers. To get rid of them so Trump could do this photo out where he's holding a Bible because that's about the most dystopian thing I can think of pretty much. This crazy, crazy times right now. And so even Pat Robertson ain't impressed. Even he's speaking out. So here's Smeagol impersonator Pat Robertson crashing Trump a little bit. Let's listen. You know, there's a purpose of everything under heaven we read in the Bible. And there's a time. And it seems like now is the time to say, I understand your pain. I want to comfort you. I think it's time we love each other. But the president took a different course. He said, I am the president of law and order. And he issued a heads up. He said, I'm ready to send in military troops if the nation's governors don't act to quell the violence that has rocked American city. Matter of fact, he spoke of them as being jerks. You just don't do that, Mr. President. It isn't cool. It ain't cool, Mr. President. And you know, if Pat Robertson says you ain't cool, you ain't cool. Pat Robertson, king of cool, he knows cool when he sees it. And that ain't it, Chief. So, uh, yeah, even goddamn Pat Robertson talking out about Trump. So, uh, and then a whole bunch of other religious leaders spoke up against Trump, too, which is unusual. They almost never say shit about him. But even he pissing off religious leaders now. The Reverend Marion Bud, or Buda, or I don't even pronounce that, Bishop of the Washington Diocese said Thursday that Trump held up the Bible in front of St. John's as if it were a prop or an extension of his military and authoritarian position. That's exactly what he did, right? Just uh, 
photo op. But in an interview with Craig Melvin on the NBC Today show said that what Trump did in front of the church she oversees was an abuse of the spiritual tools and symbols of our traditions and of our sacred space. He didn't come to church to pray. He didn't come to church to offer condolences to those who are grieving, she said. He didn't come to commit to the healing of our nation. All the things that we would expect and long for from the highest leader in the land. Nope. Just doing what he always does, pandering, trying to pander to his base of Christian conservatives. Look, I'm holding up a Bible. See, I'm a Christian like you guys. Vote for me. Vote for me. Just it's so transparent. But it'll, like, it'll work. Like, it'll work to his base. I'm not sure he's going to get elected again, but it definitely worked to the idiots he's trying to pander to. The Reverend James Martin, a prominent Jesuit priest and author, said in a statement, using the Bible as a prop while talking about sinning in the military, bragging about how your country is the greatest in the world, and publicly mocking people on a daily basis is pretty much the opposite of all Jesus stood for. Yeah, but you know, Trump doesn't read the Bible. You know, they don't give a shit about religion. Trump's probably an atheist, right? He just does that to pander to folks, an evil atheist. He added, let me be clear, this is revolting. The Bible is not a prop. A church is not a photo op. Religion is not a political tool. And God is not a plaything, but it usually is. Like, the Bible has always been used as a prop. Church has always been used as a photo op. It's always been used to control the masses and con people. So, Trump just doing what it's always done, right? Anyway, but at least they're speaking out against him now. That's new. They're usually kissing his ass and saying how he's some kind of a God-man was sent by Jesus himself to save us all from the Antichrist. And uh, this is not specifically religious, but he's out there again talking about making jail time for anybody who burns the flag. He said this before, but he said, flag burning is a disgrace. We have a different court, and I think that it's time to review that again, he said. They wanted to climb up flagposts in Washington in order to burn flags, but we stopped them. If you wanted to try and pass a very powerful flag-burning statute, anti-flag burning, I hope you do it. Because we will back you 100% all the way. He's talking to the governors. I hope some of you do it. And he said this before. Uh, all in for Senator Steve Daines as he proposes an amendment for a strong ban on burning our American flag. A no-brainer. Nobody should be allowed to burn the American flag. If they do, there must be consequences. Perhaps loss of citizenship or a year in jail. So yeah, where are you free speech warriors at? So fake. All these motherfuckers pretend like they care about free speech. They don't give a shit. It's literally a piece of cloth. That's all it is. It's fucking a piece of cloth. If you buy it, you should be able to burn it. Trump doesn't give a shit about the Constitution, doesn't give a shit about your free speech. He's just trying to pander to the fake-ass, jingoistic patriots who he knows will fall all over themselves to buy this bullshit. But, you know, anybody with half a brain can see right the fuck through it. No fan of free speech. And in Idaho, in Idaho, Christians held a religious event 10 days ago. Now 30 of them have COVID. Shocker, the Idaho Falls Potter's House Christian Center on Lomax Street held a multi-day revival near the end of May. In the days following the event, people who attended began showing novel coronavirus symptoms. They were tested, and the positive cases reported to Eastern Idaho Public Health and the Southeastern Idaho Public Health District. Eastern Idaho Public Spokesman, Amy Taylor said health officials are speaking with at least 41 people from 12 households who attended the revival. With that health district, 11 people were found to have COVID-19. At least six other cases are considered probable. An additional 13 people from Bannock and Bingham counties who attend the event tested positive for the virus. So no surprise, folks. That's one bad thing about these uh, protests that are going on. I understand why people are protesting. I understand why they're mad, but it's definitely going to help spread the coronavirus. 
happened at a really bad time, and uh, at least it's more necessary to protest and whatnot, and even ride in some instances, than go to church. Go to church is useless, but the protest, they arrested all those four officers, right? They actually increased the charges on the one that, the main one that killed the guy, so uh, killed George Floyd, so protests seem to work, in my opinion. And here's a story from Ohio. Ohio woman charged with murdering a man who said he didn't believe in God. Still dangerous to be a fucking atheist these days, folks. You got these mentally ill people out here killing you. Reports said that the witness told investigators that Russell became enraged after Turner told her he didn't believe in God. And then the witness heard several gunshots. Turner managed to say, why did you do that before he died? The witness told police. Hey, what's up, baby? I know it's awful, ain't it? Getting killed just because you're an atheist? Yeah, I know. Loves her daddy, don't you? The coroner's report ruled that the death a homicide. It said Turns was shot three times. Then there's this disturbing detail. Russell ran to a field across the street and hid the gun next to a large cross, reports said. Why is there a cross in the field across the street? Ratchet me. Of course she did. Oh, I killed this guy because he's an atheist. Jesus will protect me. I'll just go hide this gun next to a cross. Nobody will ever find it, but they did find it. And now she's in jail, so uh, be careful out there, atheist. Still nutty folks out here who are willing to kill you for it. And they think God's going to protect them. And uh, found a shit on Doug Dynasty's Phil Robertson. Apparently he had a secret daughter from an affair... <coughs> In the 1970s, so he said this daughter that he hasn't mentioned publicly or that he's been hiding for 50 years, I guess. But it's okay, folks. It's okay. <laughs> this, this cat is in love with me right now. You're in love with daddy, huh? you like, daddy, I like your voice. It's very soothing. Yeah. Got to get all up in that silky, silky voice. Yeah, you do. All right. Look, how, look at all the love. Look at all the love I'm getting. So much love. So much love from Miss Misty. Yeah, thank you, Misty. All right. So anyway, but it's fine, folks, because he wasn't a Christian when he had... Ow! That's a little, a little too much love. Love hurts. Love... All right. Ow. But anyway, folks, it's fine because he wasn't a Christian. He became a Christian like ten months, like nine months after he knocked this girl up. So it's okay that he's had this estranged daughter he hasn't mentioned or really been a part of her life for all this time. So listen to how they justify it. I'm just going to play a real short clip. I guess they got this. Some, this they got their own stupid podcast or whatever. I guess since they're not on TV anymore, they have to uh, spread their bullshit somehow. That might be something to this. And, I, and so then I looked yeah. at the date of her birthday, and I thought about when Dad became a Christian because I'm kind of a family historian. I thought, well, no, that's not. He was already a Christian. Yeah, that was a little confusing. That, but once we figured out, well, you had to back up was, nine months because because with with Phil. <clears throat> It, it's always pre-Jesus, because I'm like, that's the... There was a clear dividing line for Dad. That's right. There was everything up till he till you became a Christian. From old man that's to right. new man. But really, look, isn't that what Christianity is all about? Because a lot of, like when I was with your old friends, we went on a, I think we were actually looking for Mayhalls one time in Arkansas, and some of your old buddies were there. I mean, this was not that long ago. But then they started talking about just things you did before that pre-Jesus. And I, it was hard for me, even though I saw a glimpse of that, it was hard for me to even imagine because I was like, no. Because I've seen the new man so yeah, long. It's, fine, so it folks. Isn't. it's just, like it never happened. Like it never happened. 
And as Himmet says, I am tempted to call his hypocrisy, but considering how most white evangel evangelicals have ignored the cruelty and bigotry of the Trump administration, is it is this even considered a scandal anymore? Uh, nope. Nope. Apparently, after speaking with Phyllis, they confronted their parents about it. A DNA test later confirmed that Phil was the father. If you listen to the episode, though, they rationalized this, and I'm not making this up, by saying Phil had sex nine months earlier when he wasn't a Christian. Therefore, no hypocrisy. I guess not raising your illegitimate daughter is cool if you're born again. That's right. I did it before I was a Christian. I don't have to raise my illegitimate daughter, have anything to do with her, even though I'm rich as fuck, because, hey, I'm a Christian now. Jesus forgave me. It's cool. That's why Christianity is so immoral, folks. You don't have to make amends for anybody you've wronged. All you have to do is ask for forgiveness for your imaginary friend in the sky, and it's like it never happened. Hooray! Such a moral ideology, isn't it? Fuck the Duck Dynasty people. And uh, the Trump administration apparently is changing what's on the CDC website, or it seems like they're involved in it, to remove guidelines on the reopening of churches. The Trump administration, with no advance notice, removed warnings contained in guidance for the reopening of a house of worship, of houses of worship, that singing in choirs can spread the coronavirus. Last Friday, the administration released pandemic guidance for faith communities after weeks of debate flared between the White House and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Those guidelines posted on the CDC website include recommendations that religious communities consider suspending or at least decreasing use of choir, musical ensembles, and congregant singing, chanting, or reciting during services or other programming. If appropriate with the faith tradition, it added, the act of singing may contribute to transmission of COVID-19, possibly through emissions of aerosol. So they changed it, folks. They basically removed all that shit. It no longer includes any reference to choirs or congregate singing and the risk of sp spreading the virus. The altar guidance also deleted a reference to shared cups among items, including hymnals and worship rugs. That should not be shared. Two White House officials said the first version posted by the CDC was not approved by the White House. Once West Wing officials saw it, they asked the CDC to post a different clear document without the choir reference and the other parts. So, yeah, who gives a shit, folks? Who cares what the experts say about it? They don't want people to feel like they can't sing and behave normally in church like they always do. So fuck your grandma, motherfuckers. Take that out. Bow to the pressure of evil Trump. Why not, right? And uh, it reminds me of something else that right here. Let's pull this up here. This goes hand in hand with how crazy this shit is. Hard to believe this is real, folks. Not only is this real, this is disgusting. But they've been doing this for thousands of years. Imagine taking part in these kind of rituals. Normally, when I share press reports of religious matters on this blog, I select just a few paragraphs that seem especially worthy of comment. Not to put too fine a point on it, I usually quote the crazy shit. In this AP article, it's almost all crazy shit. 1,100 words of unadulterated what the fuck. And him at Meta... You know, this is, but this is Terry Firma. I guess he is uh, co-blogging for him at Meta right here. But he's right. He, she, or they. I don't know what their uh, gender pronouns are. The piece begins with a church scene in Athens, Greece. The priest dips a spoon into the chalice of bread and wine, which the faithful believe is the body and blood of Christ. They literally believe it's the body of Christ. I mean, if you believe that, why would you eat it? Wouldn't that make you accountable? That's nasty. Even if you believe that's true, that's still nasty. And puts it into the mouth of the first person in line. Then, with a move that would alarm an epidemiologist, I can read, he dips the spoon back into the chalice, 
and then into the next person's mouth again and again through the entire congregation. I would definitely be first in that line. I ain't going last. I've been to church. There's some nasty motherfuckers in church. Contrary to what science says, the Greek Orthodox Church insists it is impossible for any disease, including the coronavirus, to be transmitted through communion. Can you imagine how many diseases they transmitted through communion? These dumb motherfuckers. In the Holy Chalice, it isn't bread and wine. It is the body and blood of Christ, you sick fucks, said the Reverend Gorgias Melkus, a theologian in the northern city of <laughs> Thessaloniki? Thessaloniki? Is that close? And theirs is not a shred of suspicion of transmitting this virus, this disease. And in the Holy Chalice, there is the Son and the Word of God. This is proven, he said, through the experience of centuries. Yeah, we proved it. We proved it with our anecdotal evidence by ignoring all the diseases that have been spread, pretending that it didn't come from this. Confirmation bias. Proven. Regarding the issue that it is unjustifiably raised from time to time about the supposed dangers which in these blasphemous views are said to lurk in the life-giving mystery of Holy Communion, the Holy Snod, Snod of the Church of Greece expresses its bitterness, deep sorrow, and diametrical opposition. The Church of Cyprus said in a May 13th circular on social distancing measure in churches, the Snod underlines one more time to all those who either due to ignorance or conscious faithlessness brutally insult all that is holy and sacred, the dogmas and the sacred rules of our faith, that Holy Communion is the medicine of immortality, antidote to not dying, but to living according to the teachings of Jesus Christ forever. Okay, first of all, if it's the antidote to not dying, that means it kills you, right? The antidote to not dying. That's death, dude. I don't think you know what you're talking about, but anyway... In mid-March, the Russian Orthodox Church released instructions on adjusting the sacrament during the pandemic. Priests were told to wear gloves when handing out the bread, the disinfectant, to disinfect the spoon, and to use disposable cups for wine. Okay, that's better, but they didn't do it. But in Ethiopia, which has the biggest Orthodox Christian faith body outside of Europe, the ritual is unchanged, and the same is true for the Orthodox Church in Georgia. In response to public pressure, Against using a common spoon, the Georgian church noted the tradition is thousands of years old. That's right, folks. It's, they didn't, they've done this nasty shit for a thousand years. Why would they stop now? Pandemic schmandemic, am I right? Ancient custom good, modern science bad. Throughout these years, there have been many cases of life-threatening infection during which Orthodox believers did not fear but strive even harder to get communion to a common chalice and a common spoon. I wish they kept track of how many people got sick from this. I guess they're probably not reporting it. You know, they're not going to self-report on it. But anyway. Back in Greece, Dr. Gikas Majorkinis? What these fucking names? Assistant Professor of Hygiene and Epidemiology at the University of Athens appears to be struggling to stay polite. Changing the minds of the faithful is very difficult and possible. How are you going to use logic and reason to change the mind of somebody they didn't use logic and reason to begin with? He said, it's a matter that can only be solved through discussion, mocking. Mock the shit out of them. Mock them into extinction. That's what I say. And theological discussion rather than scientific discussion. Scientific discussion has never helped. And it might have even worse results. If they don't fucking believe, they don't believe science, they think they know better than science. 
I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. I'm going to lick the spoon that everybody's licked. I'm going to shove it up my ass and hand it to the person behind me. It's the body of Christ. We'll be fine, right? I guess I'll take a break. That's going swimmingly. Schnod is Synod. All right. Synod. Never, never heard of that. I don't know what the fuck that is, but thank you for the correction. Or Synod? Synod? Let's just call it Schnod. Isn't that funner? It sounds better. Did he say biggest diggers? Definitely. Gershundite. God bless you. Uh, I like how we've all spelled his name differently. LOL. No Frank Francofiles in here, I guess. Nope. Francofiles in here. Uh, Jesus said, these rocks in my hand are money. Now give me something, biatch. Bitch, better have my money, said Jesus. <laughs> Quote me on that. Ritual cannibalism and vampirism of the deity. I know, right? Like, uh, wonder how Jesus feels about you eating his flesh. Might be like, dude, I need that. Don't drink my blood. Nasty assholes. The kitty just wants love. I know, man. That kitty really wants some love. Like, daddy's voice is the best voice ever. Gotta rub my face all over your face. Dusty, uh, don't get mauled. He's clawing me up a little bit. Need my flesh. That is one affectionate cat. I know, right? Bitches love me, bitches love me, bitches love me, love me, love me, love me, love me, bitches love me, bitches love me, because they know that I can rock. Yeah, all right. All right, let's check the super chat. Super chats. Do I have any more super chats? Let me see if I have super chats. Uh, please explain the carnation revolution. Okay, uh, I will Google it. The carnation revolution, also known as the... 25th April was initially a 25th April 1974 military coup in Lisbon, which overthrew the authoritarian Estado Novo regime. The revolution began as a coup organized by the Armed Forces Movement, composed of military officers who opposed the regime, but it was soon coupled with an unanticipated popular civil resistance campaign. The revolution led to the fall of Estado Novo, terminated the Portuguese colonial war, and started a revolutionary process that result in a democratic Portugal. So, I already knew all that, of course. But I was just reading that for you guys' benefit. So thank you for that. Corey Davis, $2. Trump is basically the atheist and God's not dead, pretty much. I'm mad at God because something bad happened to me. How are you mad at something that doesn't exist? I don't know. I guess that means I'm not an atheist. I prove God. Donald R. Norty, $5. As an Episcopalian, I proudly say, F you, Trump, all right. But why are you Episcopalian? Why you believe that silly bullshit? It's 2020. Let's move up to science and move past ancient, ridiculous bullshit. But hey, I'm appreciating you viewing the show anyway. So uh, thanks for the money. Thanks for the $5. All right, I'll read Ariel Fernandez when I come back. More Super Chats, please. Please support the show so I can pay my tax. Oh, I didn't click on this. God damn it. God damn it, Dusty, you had one job and the show's almost over. I only have like 10 more minutes. Uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll do a little extra here. It depends on how long it takes me to get through the rest of this stuff. And they still put needless hurdles in atheist way in Wisconsin. Official told two atheists they couldn't get a marriage license. Because, you know, fuck you. Fuck the Constitution. Fuck separation, church, state. There have been a number of lawsuits in the past few years dealing with the, with the whether secular celebrants or humanist celebrants can solemnize a wedding. Many states require a judge or religious leader to sign the paperwork, but atheists have often 
been told they can't do the same thing even after going through training specifically for these occasions. The Center for Inquiry has successfully fought for inclusion of the celebrants of Oregon, Illinois, and Indiana. There's an ongoing lawsuit in Michigan. CFI also says it's working with Ohio lawmakers on legislative fix to their problem. But in Wisconsin, but Wisconsin shouldn't be a problem. The law there says weddings can be solemnized by a judge or religious leader. Sure, but it counts just as much if both people getting married make mutual declarations that they take each other as husband and wife. That now applies to same-sex couples too. And yet, when a couple of atheists went to the Winnebago County Clerk's Office to get their marriage license, they were told they couldn't get married. The couple informed us that their request to solemnize their marriage by mutual declaration had been refused because they were not religious. Instead, county officials demanded they arrange for an officiant in order to proceed with their wedding plans, said Jeffrey Blackwell, litigation counsel at American Atheist. Had they been religious, or if they had lied and simply said they were religious, their marriage could have proceeded as planned. Instead, merely because they are atheists, an arbitrary and discriminatory, discriminatory hurdle was placed in their path that religious Wisconsinites don't face. So, yep, just trying to make them jump through extra hurdles, trying to make their life worse simply because they're an atheist, because fuck you, you're an atheist, right? Hell no, nah, sue those motherfuckers into the goddamn ground, in my opinion. And this Christian preacher says he don't fear COVID-19 because his son and his wife rose from the dead. And you know, concerning this coronavirus, I think we talked about this one on some of our biblical Bible studies in the past. But once you've seen your son raised from the dead, citation needed, my son was dead for four or five hours without oxygen and actually pronounced dead and put in a morgue in a cooler, stripped naked with a toe tag on. And once you've seen your son raised from the dead nearly five hours without oxygen and there's no brain damage and I've seen my wife raised from the dead and I've seen lots of miracles happen, bullshit. But when you know that you have raising from the dead power on the inside, it's like, man, is this the best thing you could throw at me? This is no big deal. All right, somebody get this guy coronavirus immediately. Let's see if Jesus helps him. Obviously, no evidence this happened. No doctor's notes. No uh, video footage. He lying. You lying motherfucker. What's this guy's name? Andrew Womack. They'll literally say anything to make money. Shameless, shameless fucks. Every one of them. And did you know that Pixar released a movie? Been out a little while. It's on the Disney Plus channel, but it's called uh, Out, a same-sex love story. And, of course, Christians are not happy because it's about a same-sex love story and can't have that. So uh, I think this is what, One Million Moms, One Million Moms, which is actually one mom. They have less followers on Facebook than my secondary account does. And they're like, Christian parents who have Disney Plus subscription should seriously consider canceling it since Disney cannot be trusted. Disney is clearly supporting un biblical values and promoting sin to children we need to stand together to preserve the innocence of our children fuck you we need to normalize homosexuality so uh kids are no longer bullied for it you know we can all love each other isn't that what jesus taught jesus never said fucking anything about gay people as far as i know only you stupid motherfuckers have a problem with it and, you know die mad in my opinion and crazy to think folks but 22 percent of americans wrongly think that a democratic president would ban the bible how could they fucking possibly believe that? But the last question, that's so bizarre. Will a Democrat president ban the Bible? I mean, none of the Democrat presidents have ever banned the Bible. Hell, Joe Biden is like a serious fucking Catholic. 
He's got a huge plat platform section about Catholicism. Like, what the fuck? Just paranoid fear-mongers. The correct answer is, of course not. What would that even mean? Hell, Joe Biden is a Catholic and frequently talks about the importance of the Bible. There's no world in which Democrats would even get close to doing that. And yet 22% of Americans say that threat has at least some legitimacy. It's all Trump supporters, every one of them. You know, they think that Trump is going to save us from the Antichrist. They think Jesus is coming back every any five seconds now. So they think 5G gives people coronavirus. So uh, not that hard to understand, I guess. Not too hard to believe. And uh, I guess I'm going to skip that one. Here's why. I think this is, this is the Catholic Church. Yeah, the Catholic Church, man. One of the most evil organizations to ever exist. If you are a Catholic, I'm sorry. Like, I have a hard time believing you're a decent human being. You're literally working at your job, earning money to give to child rapists. When Walter Denton, a resident of Guam, was 12 or 13, he was a good Catholic boy, obedient to the church and the men who ran it. So when priest Anthony Apuron asked him to spend the night in the rectory of the church, the flatter boy thought he was being singled out for special attention. He was. Not the guy he wanted. And in a way he was, yeah, Denton. Had fallen asleep in the church rectory when Apron had asked him to spend the night and then woke up screaming, lay on his stomach with his hands pinned down and Apron on top of him. Not that Apron was a monster about it or anything. Denton says when the priest finally stopped, he offered to give Denton straight A's in theology class. Yeah, A for anal, probably. But wait, it gets better or worse. Denton eventually told a friend and together they worked up the courage to confide in a priest called Jack Nyland. Well, boys... The priest allegedly replied, Priesthood is a lonely life. Nyland is now the subject of multiple sexual abuse lawsuits. He died in 2009. Only wish there was a hell he could burn in. Five years ago, Denton finally freed himself from his decade-long torment by speaking out publicly against Apron, who had become the island's powerful archbishop. His allegation would help set off a chain of events that has re revealed hundreds of sexual abuse cases across multiple decades on Guam and forced the church there to declare bankruptcy good, shut it down completely, shaking the foundation of the community deeply rooted in the Catholic religion. Nearly 300 sexual abuse lawsuits have been filed against nearly two dozen priests. And uh, long story short, folks, are still giving this guy $1,500 a month. Sorry to disappoint. In fact, although the Vatican found him guilty of child rape, Operin still gets a neat $1,500 monthly stipend from his Catholic masters. Can it get any worse? Funny you should ask. On Guam, Operon wasn't even the most prolific racist. That claim belongs to a priest called Louis Brulard, a teacher at Boys Catholic School and a Boy Scout leader. He is now the target of more than 150 sexual assault lawsuits in Guam. After selling several lawsuit relations to Brilia, the Boy Scouts declared bankruptcy last month. So, uh, yep. If you are giving money to the Catholic Church, what the fuck is wrong with you? Holy shit, dude. Why are you being part of this evil? Wake up, motherfuckers. Like I feel about the police, man. If you're a policeman, you should resign right now. Don't be a part of that evil, evil organization at this point. I just said 90 minutes of my last show with police brutality. The, the good cops, you need to fucking start resigning. Um, and this is a question I'll... I always want them to answer. I always love to read this stuff. Because they're like, okay, we're going to tell you. We're going to give you a reason. We're going to explain why God 
does evil things like sends COVID-19 and viruses and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, okay, fine, cool. I want these religious people to finally answer this question. And so uh, the Reverend Valerie Gittins, who ministers at the First Baptist Church of Fairmont, West Virginia, isn't bereft of common sense. She ends her article in a local newspaper with, for God's sake, wear a mask. It's the part that comes earlier that I have a question about. The pandemic, she says, certainly might raise the unsettling specter of doubt in our hearts and minds. It might cause us to ask, as we so often do when misfortune comes, the age-old question, why? Exactly, why? Can you answer me why? Please do. When a tornado hit Piedmont, Alabama on Palm Sunday, 1994, and struck the Goshen United Methodist Church, it killed 20 people, including six children. One of them was the four-year-old daughter of the church's pastor, Rev. Kelly Clem. All right, that sounds awful. Doesn't that teach you right there that Jesus doesn't give a shit about you? He'll even kill you and the children in your own church. A member of Clem's congregation said at the time, we are trained from birth not to question God, but why? Why a church? Why those little children? Why? Pastor Clem replied, we don't know why. I don't think why is the question right now. We just have to help each other through it. We definitely have some why questions about this pandemic. Why would God allow so much suffering? Why does the virus take so many lives? Why does it cause so much pain and physical damage even to survivors? The answer to our why question is the same as that given by Pastor Clem after the tornado in Alabama. We don't know why. I don't think why is the question right now. We just have to help each other through it. Yeah, literally she said, don't think about it. It's fine. I don't have any answers. Just don't think about it. You don't have to know why. Just have faith, folks. But uh, where is that getting you? Literally killed your kids in church while you're worshiping him. <sighs> so frustrating. You could ever just be honest about anything. Literally don't think about it. How does anybody take that as a good answer? An acceptable answer? Uh, let me... S Let's show you how evil... Uh, this is only 30 seconds long. One of the most evil human beings on the goddamn planet, Kenneth Copeland. There's two times in every person's life when he should tithe and give offerings. One is when he has the money and the other is when he doesn't. Especially when he doesn't. Amen. Why, Brother Copeland, would you, would you think a poor person should give Entire, absolutely. Absolutely. How the fuck is anybody still giving this guy money? Who are you? Who grandma give this motherfucker money? Have a word with your goddamn grandma. Seriously. It's unfucking believable how evil this man is. Just the greed never fucking stops. And I wish we had somebody in office who would hold these motherfuckers accountable. It's so frustrating. Uh, Last but not least, we're going to end up this one, guys. I'm going to close the show after doing this final one. Prophet predicts the COVID-19 epidemic would end on March 27th. Yeah, dead on. When it didn't happen, he says he meant it spiritually. Yeah, that's what, that's what they always do, folks. Something's going to happen, doesn't happen. Oh, I meant spiritually. What does that even mean? How did it end spiritually? In what way did it end spiritually? Famed Nigerian preacher, uh, Timotope Bologon, Joshua, commonly referred to as TB, tuberculosis, 
Credibility could be on the line, as he predicted that the novel coronavirus could be coming to an end on Friday, yet no vaccine or cure is in sight. TB Joshua Leader of the Synagogue Church of All Nations told congregants on March 15 that the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, will go away by itself on March 27. I came out at the beginning of this year saying, last year will end in March, and the year will continue to be very fearful to this month, March. This month, 27th, it will be over. By the end of this month, whether we like it or not, no matter the medicine they might have produced to cure whatever, it will go the way it came. Ironically, TB Joshua canceled his Sunday service at this church thanks to the coronavirus. In defense, Prophet TB Joshua has come out to tell the public that what he meant was spiritually, not physically, according to him, men of today lack understanding. Yeah, it's everybody else that lacks understanding. I'm not wrong, folks. You just didn't understand what I was saying. And it clearly shows how people perceive his revelation. He said, I meant coronavirus would vanish spiritually the same way it came in. As I speak, the the virus is no more in the spiritual. What the fuck are you talking about? My God, it was never, there's no spiritual realm. It wasn't in the spiritual realm. Interesting, Prophet Joshua breathed fire at people who accused him of making a false prophecy. I didn't specify. So why would people conclude I meant physically? (laughs) <laughs> Why didn't you just know I meant fake and not in real life? You should have just assumed that I was full of shit. That's on you, really. And he's right, to be honest with you. If you believed in any way, that is sort of on your dumb ass. Then if today lack understanding, instead of taking time to understand the context in which something was said, they are always quick to judge me, he stated. This is so Trumpian. Never take responsibility for anything. Always blame everybody else for your fucking problems. And yeah, it works. It works for idiots and... That's all the content I'm going to do tonight, folks. I did a solid hour. Hope you enjoyed that shit. Let's finish up by reading the chat, see what you guys have to say. Remember to leave a comment after the show. Definitely leave a comment after the show. We're going to show uh, Pretty Boy, Mr. Pretty Boy. Let's show him how pretty you are, Mr. Pretty Boy. He's like, Daddy, I was asleep. Let me fucking sleep, Daddy. Don't show everybody how pretty I am, even though you are so pretty. I appreciate all the support tonight, folks. Thank you for supporting the show. Doing good here. The human side Miss Animal Sanctuary. And uh, cats definitely appreciate it. They definitely appreciate all the flea medication. Have to scratch their asses off. A good man would say protect your family first. Agreed. Protect the innocent. I wish someone would pistol whip Kenneth Copeland. Definitely an evil, evil human being. It's hard to watch him be so rewarded for his evil year after year after year. Kind of just saps it out of you. Um, Justin Smith, the new God Emperor. I don't even want to be the God Emperor. I just want to be like, I don't know. Uh, I don't really want to be famous. Like, I just want to kind of be like uh, somebody that does my little thing to a small, loyal audience and doesn't really get that much fanfare and all that much because it makes me feel uncomfortable having people put me on a pedestal like that. Don't ever put anybody on a pedestal like that because they're only going to disappoint you. We're all human beings, and the, the higher you put us on a pedestal, I know you were just kidding, by the way, but the higher you put people on the pedestal, the, the further they're going to fall, and the more they're going to disappoint you, and I'll definitely, I'll disappoint you because I'm human, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fail repeatedly, so I don't like that kind of pressure, to be honest with you. But I know you are just kidding, so I'm not like, you know. Um, you, Eddie is a, yep, Eddie is a pretty cool dude. All right, let me read the super chat. Finish up the soul. Super chat, 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 chat. Ariel Fernandez, sunglasses, ninety-nine cents. Thank you, Ariel. Clay S, four ninety-nine. I unsubscribed so fast that when 
that BL, BLM video dropped a few years back. Your quick turn is interesting case study. Speak on that for a few seconds, please. Well, yeah, I mean, it was during that whole, uh, I guess, the anti-SJW bullshit and whatever, and we were all like, uh, I don't know. It, it was just stupid, folks. It was just stupid, racist. Like, I still hadn't come to grips with my own privilege yet. And I was, uh, what happens a lot of times is, like, when I said the, the racist shit I said, the racist jokes I made about the uh, Ferguson riots and a bunch of black people, and not just black people, but allies to black people came and they shit on me really hard. It just made me double down. Like, I, my ego wouldn't let me admit that I was wrong. So I was like, fuck you, I'm going to prove to you guys that, you know, Black Lives Matter is, is a problem in our society. And I just, I didn't have... Uh, the understanding I have now of my own privileges, and it wasn't, and it, lots of people explained it to me, but I wasn't ready to listen. It took a while before I was ready to allow my ego to die down and listen to what people were actually telling me. And the acid actually helped me a lot with that. Acid, acid has a great way of uh, killing your ego in ways and helping you view the world in a different light. So I just started uh, thinking about maybe I'm the fucking dickhead here. Am I the baddie? And uh, eventually I started, you know, thinking about my life. And thinking about what people are saying and realize that I was wrong and I don't want to be that person. I don't, I don't want to be able to be that. Another thing is, the people I was attracting with that, oh my God, I was so embarrassed. Just the dregs of fucking humanity. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on the wrong side of this. Look at these motherfuckers who have my back. I don't want to be associated with these people. I don't want these people to like me, in fact. I want these people to unsubscribe from me. I don't want to have anything to do with these people. And so I started trying to purge them from my audience and learn from my mistakes, so... Anyway, that's the gist of it. Appreciate that. Say yes, Thank you for that. I am Gene, 1999. Thank you. Great content. Thanks. I appreciate that. I am Gene. That is very generous of you. You rock. And Jason Ashby says... Is it? There you go. Dusty, you have immortal technique. Most deaf. Glad you didn't have to two-pack up your things and move. Thanks for your notorious logic. I appreciate it. I'm also glad I didn't have to two-pack up my things and move. I would not be able to move with all these animals. I have everything set up here like I need it. I would be totally fucked. I guess if that happened, I would have to do some kind of charity stream, and hopefully people would support me enough to let me move, but I'm glad I don't have to do that, folks. And I really appreciate everybody supporting the show tonight. You guys rock. Let me check the other chat for Mission Accomplished. Hello, but good for you. It's been 40 years since I had any acid. Maybe it's high time I try again. It's been a while since I've had any. It's been a minute, but it's good to uh, tune up every once in a while. Are you vegan vegetarian? Still working on it. Appreciate that. It's not the spirit realm. Well, can't argue with that. I mean, yeah. I can't prove that you're wrong, I guess. You can just say anything. So, easy out. Easy out for you. Uh, all right. That's it, folks. I will be back on Friday for another episode of, uh, not religious bullshit, another episode of Progressive Talk Live. We'll be covering all the police brutality that's happened in the last couple days. One for the road. Thanks. Thank you, Clay S. I appreciate that. Plenty of new police brutality. Going on, I have the footage to show you guys, so come back Friday and get angry with me. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. As always, fuck God and logic. Fuck yes. Good night, everybody. Thanks again. This is the greatest show. It's everything you ever want. It's everything you ever need. This is the greatest show.